You guys, one year ago today, we hit publish on a little dream called Poet Kind. Your support and kindness has been overwhelming over this last year, and we're so grateful for our listeners, our guests, and those cheerleaders whose unflagging enthusiasm not only makes me smile, but helps keep Poet Kind moving forward. So I raise my coffee mug to each and every one of you. Thank you. It is Wednesday, June 26, 2019, and this is episode 17 of season two here at Poet Kind. We're going to take a few minutes today to chat with poet and editor Elizabeth Horan. Elizabeth recently earned her MFA from Lindenwood University and received a 2018 Best of the Net nomination from Midnight Lane Boutique and a 2018 Pushcart nomination from Cease Cows for her debut collection, Bad Mommy, Stay Mommy, from Fly on the Wall Poetry Press. She serves as editor at Animal Heart Press and at Iceflow Press. And her poetry sheds light on issues surrounding mental illness and more specifically in Bad Mommy Stay Mommy, her experience of postpartum depression. Her openness to address such a sensitive topic using poetry, which can be both raw and tender at the same time, is inspiring and offers hope, survival, and the opportunity for others to find courage to tell their own stories. All right, we are visiting today with uh, poet Elizabeth Horan, and I'm excited to talk to her. She has a number of irons in the fire. She is a prolific poet. She is editor over at Animal Heart Press, and she has at least four books coming out this year. One is already out, and then the next one I think is based on Emily Dickinson, isn't it? And it comes out, or it came out the 21st. So it's out it officially. It so yes. you are busy. Welcome. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm so, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. I am delighted to have you on. Um, I got to know you via Isabella Kenyon, right? Okay. From Fly yes. on the Wall, she referred you, and I started following you and following your work and all the stuff you do. Um, pretty amazing work. I, I invited you on to talk. We can talk about all of them, but specifically yep. about your book, Stay Mommy, no, Bad Mommy, Stay Mommy, yep. which deals with a topic that doesn't get a lot of attention. I mean, it has in the last few years, but not not the focus that I think it needs. And right. that's dealing with postpartum depression issues. Am I right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that can have a powerful impact. And I, um, I, I don't want to say love the fact, but I appreciate the fact that you express it in poetry. It's very raw. It's very mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. and, um, can you, can you tell me a little bit more about the book and what yeah. provoked you to you know, put this down in words and absolutely. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think, I mean, mental illness in general, um, it's difficult to talk about and to share and to admit you have issues with, I think, you know, I've struggled with depression and anxiety all my life. Um, but when I had my second baby, um, Thomas, he, uh, he came out crying and he like never stopped and didn't really, didn't sleep for like almost four years. And something just went wrong in my brain. I mean, it really, it felt like something snapped. And um, 
and it was just this whole this whole other monster of depression and I could not get out of bed and I could not stop crying and um, they wanted to hospitalize me and I had a toddler and a newborn mm. um, I felt horrible about myself like I hid from the world I was isolated I was paranoid I I couldn't leave the home leave home um I lost a lot of friends you know who didn't mm. understand it was pain rather than like ignoring them you know right so I, and and at the same time I um for some reason started doing a master's in creative writing English and creative writing and I started doing a little bit of poetry and that's when I wrote Wellbutrin in my brain and Stay Mommy my first two poems that were ever published and I just thought to myself, you know, I felt so alone and misunderstood. And if I made it through this, I wanted to write, I wanted to help other moms know that they are not horrible, crazy people, that it's not a right. crime to be depressed when you have a newborn. It's not a choice. I didn't choose to, cry, you know, to be stuck at home crying. I didn't feel good. Um, and even with medication and therapy, I didn't feel good. It didn't solve it, you know? Right. Um, like I did all the right things. I went to therapy every week. I took whatever meds they said. I, you know, you, they say practice your self care. I did everything they said and I didn't, it didn't budge. You know what I mean? It was just chemically stuck. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I wanted to, I think if my poetry, if there's any point in, at all in me doing this and working this hard, I want other people to know that I understand and that like, you know, there's hope you're not alone, you're not crazy or weird, and it's possible to get better. I mean, I know my book is very dark and upsetting in parts, and, and because it was dark and upsetting, like I, I don't pretend like things were kind of okay. They were horrible. Right, <laughs> I was right. Really, I hated myself, but I'm here. My kids are okay. I didn't ruin them, at least not completely, you know, <laughs> like uh, I live to tell this, and I'm, I'm mothering them and writing poetry. So like, even though I still have a lot of issues and I'm still on meds and I'm still in therapy, like I'm here, you know, so yeah. it is a survival story. And it, I like to think provides hope for someone who is that sick to say, okay, well, if, if Elizabeth held on, maybe I can too. Exactly. And that was why I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to be, just to show that empathy for others who might feel really ostracized. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to give a voice to people who don't have that outlet, who don't feel that maybe right. they can, you know, write or say it even some, so many women suffer in silence. Yeah. They don't get the help they need and they might find your work and go, ah, I can do this. I can yeah. do this. And I'm not alone. This is a real thing. So. Um, and I, when I had the, those first two poems that I mentioned came out at Feminist Wire, those were my first two ever published. I was so, so excited, but also like very nervous to have that very personal work out on the web. And I remember like one woman posted on their website, like, thank you so much for writing these. Like, that is exactly me. Yeah. And, and just that. And thank you. And I said to myself, okay, this is what I have to do. This is worth it. I, if it, you know what I mean? Like if it touched one person, then it was worth it. And yeah. so I felt like I had my calling, you know? Perfect. Oh, that's, that's not that she was suffering, but that you reached somebody right, right. where she was. Yeah. yeah. That's so important. Mm -hmm. I, so, yeah. It made me feel really, really good. Yep. Yeah. So do you, have your other books followed particular themes? 
Do you, do you pick that ahead of time or is it just kind of how the work coalesces into a body of work? That's a good question. I, I think um, the, the mommy poems, you know, once I started writing and had some success, I realized I had like maybe 10 poems that kind of all were dealing with postpartum. Okay. And it, it really took me three years to write that book. Um, sure. it, it took me all my life to get to where I was to write that book, but I, those, that was three years of poems. Um, and the final result that Isabel worked with me on, um, you know, it, it, it really spanned like everything from the, the most horrific down of the depression to kind of the guilt and the shame and then kind of the trying to come out of it in the therapy piece. So it followed the whole, you know, five year saga really of yeah. how sick I was. Um, my other books, you know, they're really different, like. My, my one with um, Twist in Time is called Odd List, Odd House, Odd Me, and that's um, kind of in a tribute to Emily Dickinson, who is, yeah. just, who is just a heroine of mine. So I guess I like to write about, you know, women that I treasure and look up to, and she's one of them, and, um, and my master's. And I love to try to like, not sound like another poet, but I love to mimic and I love to like take things that they do and then try to go like into their heads and think to myself, okay, if they were kind of half Elizabeth, half Emily, like what would that sound like? Yeah. And I love that challenge and um, without, you know, just take kind of just copying them. Like that's not the idea. It's more like, how can I trib show a tribute to how, what her mind might be thinking right now? Okay. And I love doing that because it makes me write better poetry. Like if I'm like, if I'm trying to write like Plath or Dickinson or, or, you know, whoever it might be, like, I better do a good job. <laughs> I find it like, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to let them down. Right. So, um, it pushes me. And I love that. I love trying to channel, channel my, my feminist idol. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to go about it. Um, yeah. I think so too. I mean, it, it, a challenge in it but it, yeah it's inspiring and that I don't know how that one started it just it just did I sent a couple to Renee for at um just in time and she was like oh I want to see more of those and so I was like okay, I'm gonna write you a book and Excellent. I did yeah that was awesome yep oh, good um, now you are an editor in by your own right at Animal Heart Press yes Is that right yep I am, and um, I'm also um, co-editor at Ice Flow Press, which is in Toronto with Robert Penter, and okay. um, kind of a new entity getting going, and um, we've published Bola Opalik this year, and we have Miggy Angel coming up, so we have some really exciting, very exciting projects happening. Um, very cool. Yeah, but the animal heart, you know, is kind of my, um, trying to build my fempire there, and um, working really, really hard with that and um, just some amazing things happening and really exciting authors. And um, so, yeah, I'm very, very proud of where it is right now, for now, sure. You have, now that's a recent launch, is that correct? Um, yeah. So our first book was um, Juliet Vandermolen and that was back in May. So we've really only had, we've really only been up and running since, you know, this spring. Um, but we already have, I think we have four, three or four titles out um, with lots more coming. So we're kind of doing a book every other month. Um, we have Marissa Crane's book just came out. 
um, Katie Garbinski is coming out and Kate Garrett, like we have, um, um, exciting. like we have, we have some really like the work that I look for is, is like work from the heart. Like when I, when someone sends me something and I'm just like, Oh, I can see right inside you with this, you know, like that is what I love. And it usually only takes me a couple of poems and I'm like, yep. That's <laughs> that the one. And it's, you know, we're very feminist. We, um, we're very all inclusive and loving and we try to make it feel like, like a, a author family, you know, like we really, really support our poets and, and help them market and help them along and always there for them online. And, and I think that really, that's a model I really believe in because I think being a poet can be wonderful and it can also be really lonely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It can be really lonely and sometimes just to reach out and be like, hey, my editor, how's it, you know, like, how's my book doing and how am I doing? And I just really find um, making that experience for the authors is super important and, and rewards everybody, you know. Exactly, yeah. That's feel feel like we're doing the right things and That's I have an great. incredible there that that keeps it all going for me okay especially on days when I might not feel very good take <laughs> <laughs> over and run the show and um Amanda McLeod and Mila Blutz and Adadio Agarau um and we just we're rocking it you know that's it's great fun. that's great really fun yep yeah a lot of work but fun you know yeah well, it sounds like you have a ton of really great things going on. Um, that's super yeah. exciting. Uh, just to know that there's opportunities out there for, for poets and that there's something about when someone like you who is a poet mm-hmm. opens it up and so you understand the heart, you understand the life, you understand yeah. what it takes. And I think that's a great way to build community around what you do. Yeah, thank you, Susan. I I think so too. And I think one of the biggest things about like, you know, on on Twitter and everywhere, it's like, we got to support each other, you know, it's competitive, rejections suck, you know, like it's hard and and it's really easy to get down and isolated. And I know there's been times when I've like gone Twitter hiding where I'm like, I, everyone hates me. I can't be on Twitter. You know, it's like, got to reach out to each other more and be like, Hey girl, you know, it's going to be okay. And I just, I really like to try to foster that with everybody that I come into contact with because we all have our struggles and writing, being a creative person can be really like for me anyway, it's also because I'm a really sensitive person and yes. life hurts me sometimes. <laughs> like I don't handle everything well. And yeah. I think, you know, being able to, um, reach out to other people who are also um, sensitive, caring people. It's a really, that's, we gotta, we gotta hold on to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're providing not only a service, but you're really giving a gift to the people you're working with. So I think that's, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, and I get it back, you know, tenfold um, in kindness and love and open hearts. And so I feel very, very lucky to get to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, um, even though sometimes it feels like my world is spinning a little bit, <laughs> I, I seriously like cherish every moment because it's, um, it's all a dream come true for me, you know, it's all very surreal and um, a lot better than my life was prior and <laughs> I don't 
take any of it for granted, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, I'm grateful that you're in a, in a good place. Um, Thank you. I would like to ask a favor because, um, because I knew you first as a poet before I knew you as an editor. I would love for yeah. you to share a couple pieces from Bad Mommy, Stay Mommy, if you wouldn't mind. I would love to. I love reading. Um, I, I don't know how good I am at it, but I love doing it. And I, I feel like every time I read, I get a little better, maybe. <laughs> well, there's something, I mean, to me, and I think I say this every time, there's something about hearing a poem read by the person who wrote it. Because yeah. you get something out of it that you don't necessarily, you, can, you get a lot from the page. But when you yes. hear the voice, it really brings it to life. So that's so true. And and I've you know I've heard certain poets read, and I've I've read the poem on the page, and then I go hear them, and I'm like, oh my god, like that's how you read a poem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and I've learned a lot from from watching other poets read how to really not just look at your page and go through it, but to actually tell the story to your listener. Yeah. Is, you know, from your heart is a is a skill. That, I, that takes a lot of practice, you know, and takes a, a, like trust in your, I think having trust in your reader and in your listener is really the key. Like you got to just kind of let go and be like, okay, they're not going to let me fall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, let, let go of my pride and just go for it. So yeah. But yeah, I would love to. Um, okay. Whenever you're ready. Okay. So the first one we talked about me reading is called Mother Maple. And I've actually, I, I was excited, Susan, that you chose this one because it's, I've never read it. And um, it was originally published at um, Anti-Heroin Chic with James Diaz, who was one of my favorites ever in the world. Um, and he always saw these poems. He always saw my heart and the darkness, both sides, you know, the monster and the mommy in these yeah. poems and, and, you know, special place to have this again. So this is called Mother Maple. I cracked tonight, fell into black hands, not just a crumble, annihilation brand. I am not the calm, so little blue liquid rinses me, red, red like my eyes recessed, wrinkled, scowling at little children, shredded cake, fettered heart caving. The one thing consistent is how I fall apart. And that would be fine if it hurt no one. Fall off a dock, drown, save the taxpayers, poison myself, tantrum jump at bridge. Who, who, who cares? No one gives a shit. But when I timber, I crush the limbs of smaller saplings underfoot. Deformity as their twigs snap away. Like a zap of mean light split in two, they must survive the rest of their lives like this. Funny how they hold up the felled trunk of me, even as they succumb from my smothering, from the immense weight crushing them. Elizabeth, thank you for that reading. Um, I, I, like you said, it doesn't have a whole lot of attention, but I really there is something that resonates deeply. I mean, what mom hasn't, hasn't like quote unquote snapped. Right. Some way. Yeah. And realizing yeah. that, that it has a larger effect 
And um, yeah. you captured that yeah. so well. I think you captured it just so well. Thank you. So, yeah, and, I think I, I like, I harbor so much guilt for the like, the times that I've fallen apart and lost it and tantrumed or whatever when I, and it's like, you, you either can hold on to that and like punish yourself forever and say, I'm the worst mother in the world. Or, or you just say, you know what, I made a mistake and I got to move on because they're sitting there waiting for you. Like, mommy, are you okay? You know? And it's like, we gotta, we gotta let go and forgive ourselves. Otherwise we can't function. And I think that's part of what I was trying to look at the, the dark side of it, but then like, how do you move on? And yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you would, wouldn't mind reading another piece, that would be, uh, we'd be delighted to hear that. I would love to. So this is really one of my favorite poems I've ever done. The, the title poem, Say Mommy. And, um, you know, I feel like you can get so sick that, that you consider committing suicide. I certainly did. I considered running away. I considered, you know, hospitalizing myself, taking myself away from my children because they would be better off. That was a thought that went into my head a lot. And then you think to yourself, you know, how I just can see both sides. I can, I can understand why people, why people do it. And I also know why you don't. And that mm-hmm. for me was, the, the look in my kids eyes when they would say, mommy, you're a good mommy. I love you, you know? And so yeah. I tried to capture that moment of how they, they would kind of save my life every day, yeah. really every day, you know, every day I would, I would say, I got to stay here for you guys. So anyway, yeah. this is called Say Mommy. Yep. I have walked through low valleys with the shadow of death as my ally. I have met what might take me across. I did fear the evil deep down in my toes. It smelt like charred bones, smoky and rancid as burnt pig nose. I felt the close breath of its chant in my ear. Come on, come on, I'll show you the fear, tickling my throat with its white bristling whiskers. I felt the relentless pull on my ankles, dragging me under, swirling eddies of rancor, drowning in the rain of riptide currents in my brain. I felt the sticky threads of spider webs crisscrossing my face, begging me to play, foreshadowing decay. I held on to the thought of your soft little hands cupping my cheeks. The warmth of your fingers tore me free from my cohorts, quieted their urgent calls, echoes rippling into the fray. God wanted me, I'm sure. For although I was a demon in my own right, wandering through the dust and dark in the lonely corners of my mind, a little angel named you alighted on my shoulder and softly whispered, Mm, that's so good thank you Susan yeah that it it pulls at my heart every time I every time I read it yeah yeah well and just I you know what you when you went into the poem you said your children save you every day Mm -hmm. it really it it's so clear in that poem that that's the case 
and it's also something that you know it that's what can sustain people in some of the the hardest moments of being a mom um yeah you know and and those little voices the line that got me was the little hands cupping the face because you know i i can just remember that warmth of those little hands and i know they're little warm hands and they and they would my my younger son would always hold my cheeks he would sleep holding my face you know he needed to always be attached to me and you know the mothering is the hardest thing I've ever done by far and I I feel like I mess it up every single day but then I you know I touch their heads and they tell me I'm wonderful and we laugh and it's like I you know I gotta survive I gotta do this this is my life my calling you find hope in it and find strength in it yes and and the deepest wells of patience that you can ever possibly imagine needing. Like I feel, you know, it's, um, it's so intense. Yeah. It's so beautiful and it's just the greatest gift. It really is. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I feel a little bit better enough to, um, be able to enjoy moments. Yes. You know, with them and just laugh with them. That's what I treasure now. Yeah. Yeah. So Bad Mommy, Stay Mommy came out in May, and that is available from Fly on the Wall Poetry Press, right? Absolutely. And then uh, Odd List, Odd House, Odd Me just came out June 21st, and that is through Twist in Time Press. And then Was It Ripe comes out from Rhythm and Bones Press in July. Yes. Right? Yes. And then you have one more coming just to the right of the stove by Hedgehog Poetry Press in November. You've been yes. busy. I've been busy. Um, and the, the Was It Rape um, with, um, with Rhythm and Bones with Tiana, um, that is one I wrote during um, the testimony with the Supreme Court with Christine Blasey Ford last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it deals with um, my own personal experience with um, sexual assault when I was a young teenager. Okay. And I remember watching her um, testify and feeling like, damn it, if she's going to do that in front of the country and in front of all these jerks, and then you know what, I'm going to do it too. And I, and I just wrote, and I wrote that book in like a week. Wow. And, that's um, impressive. It just all came out and, um, you know, I was quiet for, oh my God, you know, 30 years I've been quiet and I just decided, and it's terrifying to think this book is coming out because I can't control who will read it. I can't control what people will think, but it's my story, you know, and I yeah. don't want to be a sh- and I don't want to hide. I yeah. don't want to be quiet. I feel like being not, I don't know if I can say I'm going to be loud, <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not going to be silent. You know what You're I mean? You're not going like, to hide. You're not going to hide. More because I didn't ask for that. No one asked for that. And it's like, we all have a story or we all know someone with a story. And it's that sisterhood. We and Yeah. Well, and you, know. you do have um, the right to own your own story. Right. To take it back and take control of it. So... And I think that is, that is so the point, like, okay, this happened to me, but guess what? I'm going to tell it my way. I'm going to say what I want. And um, that's that, you know, and, and 
it, it, it's not going to depend on who believes me or who cares or who doesn't want to hear like sorry you know it's I'm going to be in control for the first yeah. time yeah. so it's a little nerve-wracking but also you know to hear you say that to me too it makes it all feel like yeah it's, it's time you know yeah well and you've got a strong community of fellow writers and friends that are around you and it sounds like it's it's the time it's the time and I the timing of the book is is right on and I know there's a lot of me too books out there and I just you know but everybody has their right to to write one and everyone should write one if they if that's what it feels what feels good to heal and for me it does so yes healing is what is is most important so yeah turn that turn that rage into some healing that's yeah I don't want to sit on that rage the rest of my life, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would like you to take a minute and share your social media connections so that people can look you up, follow you, and also um, make sure you include your, your website so they can click through to get your, your books and hopefully pre-order some too. Absolutely, yes. There's some more coming, so... Right. Yeah, the pre-orders for Was It Rape open July 1st, so that's okay. the corner. Okay. Um, and, you know, Bad Mommy, Stay Mommy, and, and um, Odd List, Odd House on, on Me are both on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and um, IndieBound and, of course, at the websites of the publishers, too. So, um, yeah, yeah, supporting a, supporting a poet is a, is a noble thing because... <laughs> What's so important? <laughs> oh my God, support the poets. We're all, we all have such big bills to pay. Um, so social, <laughs> social media, um, I'm on Twitter a lot, and that's at E Horan Poet, um, E H O R A N Poet. And I'm also on the same handle at Instagram, at E Horan Poet. On Facebook, I think I'm just. I don't know what I am. I have a, I have a, I think it's just Elizabeth Horan, Elizabeth with an S. Okay. If you, if you Google me, you'll find me there. Um, and then my website is ehorenpoet.com. Okay. I, sometimes I've Googled myself because, you know, <laughs> something, I don't know. And I'm like, wow, look at all these crazy poems and social media comes up and all these pictures of me. And I'm like, good Lord, I'm on the net. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. So Google, uh, Google, Google. Good grief. Google <laughs> Elizabeth Horan and yeah. um, you'll find all kinds of things by her, her writing, uh, her sites. Um, yeah. And make sure you connect, say hello and um, follow along. And uh, again, you're also affiliated. I want to make sure I get a double plug in there for Islo mm -hmm. Press. Yeah. Right? Islo Press with Robert Kenter and um, that's based in Toronto. I just went there for a reading um, of Bad Mommy, Stay Mommy up at Knife Fork Books okay. with Kirby. It was like the funnest. I said when I started my reading, I was like, if you get invited to read at Knife Fork, I think you've arrived. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah. So I just, being in Toronto was a blast and I, I loved it. And um, yeah, we're doing some some very big, exciting things with Ice Flow and um Miggy Angel coming up um, with his book, uh, Boy Bestiary, is going to be incredibly badass. And then I'm going to go to UK in February and go see him and do readings and oh, excellent! check out England and see how things, see, see how my poems go over there. Okay. Um, but I'm very excited to do that. So that's a huge, a huge one for me. 
Yeah. And then also just to reiterate, the other one is Animal Heart Press. Yes. Animal Heart Press. Um, And we're animalheartpress.net. And And you're on Twitter too with Animal Heart Press. Yeah. It's at at Press Animal. Okay. Um, You can find us. And we do like a... um, a featured author every other week so we we um you know take these incredible brilliant creatives from the community and and highlight them and show the world what they're doing and that's been a really popular thing um and we're doing a very exciting anthology of nigerian poetry no i just saw that posted yeah yeah so that's gonna be um i'm really involved in the nigerian and african poetry community and i mentor a lot of the young talents and so we're going to do this little tribute um, and let the world feel, hear those voices a little bit louder. Nice. And then we're, gonna do, we're also doing an anthology of, of women's poetry, of feminist poetry that's going to come out at Christmas. So that's going to be exciting be stuff. Yeah, it'll make a good, a good stocking stuffer for the wonderful uh, feminists in your life and support <laughs> us. all the proceeds to um, a women's charity. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully we can send some people your way so they can check you out and Mm -hmm. all the stuff that you're doing and also um, maybe send some submissions your way. Um, Mm -hmm. They can, you know, check out your press and and get involved that way. So absolutely. And, you know, if I see on Twitter, like say hi, I'm a, I'm a really friendly person. (laughs) (laughs) I love to meet people and I, you, you know, like, I'm out there just to enjoy this and, and meet other wonderful spirits and just try to enjoy the ride, you know? All right. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for joining me here on Poet Kind. And um, I look forward to having a chat with you in the future again sometime. Wonderful. Thank you, Susan, so much. What an honor to get to be here and meet you. And I'm thrilled. Thank you. Thank you. It was a delight. Yes. Make sure you follow Elizabeth on Twitter and Instagram. Again, that's at eHoranPoet. And head over to her website to learn more about her work and where you can find it at eHoranPoet.com. That's it for today. Thank you for joining us and helping us celebrate one year of poetry, creativity, and really great people. PoetKind is developing into a community of individuals that are incredibly supportive, generous of heart, and who truly believe that we are better when we rise together. I love this community, and I hope PoetKind can continue to bring you fresh voices, great experiences, and the best content we can deliver. Let's continue to compare notes, not ourselves, to grow together, have fun together, and create together. Remember, if you like what we do here, please follow us and join in the conversations. Leave feedback on your favorite listening platform and stay in touch. You can find us at Poet Kind Podcast, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And feel free to message with what you'd like to hear, who you'd like us to have on, or any topics you'd like us to cover. You can also email us at poetkindpodcast at gmail.com and feel free to submit your work to be considered for future episodes. We may invite you to do a reading or even be a guest. One last reminder, consider using the hashtag create the life you long for now when you step out and do what makes you come alive. Share it with us. 
tell us what you're up to, and give everyone a chance to show their support as well. Thank you for making this a great year. And until next time, write well, create well, live well, and enjoy the rest of this day.